everybody, and welcome back to the Chaluminati Podcast, episode 179. As always, I am one of your hosts, Mike Martin, joined by the Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty of L.A. <laughs> Whoa! Jesse okay. and Alex. Yeah, okay. all right. Stop, all right. or my mom will shoot. Yeah, hey, you knew it. I, I know. I don't know what's up. Until today. <laughs> it's, well, uh, there's probably a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it's good. 1992, uh, look, baby. It's like... If I told you that there was a bulldog that existed with the legs of a panther, like you'd have to go see it. <laughs> I mean, I, is it one of those? I got to go see this. Like it, you should at least see it once. It was during that time period where it was like, all right, we're going to pair up Dane DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And like, oh, yeah, let's get a, a, an ape and a man or like a dog. And a guy. you know, it was, yeah, it was like low key freak show resurgence. But we were like too polite to say it was freak show. <laughs> So it was like, yo, what about like a guy with muscles and an old ass lady? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> what is the the plot? Can you give me the plot synopsis real quick? Stop her mom will shoot. I, yeah. I, from what I remember, I believe Sylvester Sloan was a cop and his mom was like, oh, don't, you know, it was that kind of thing. But also the mom okay. was a badass secretly, that kind of vibe. Gotcha. Where she okay. was like, if you hurt my son, I'll kick your bottom. I, I believe that was the show. She comes to live with him and she like gets mixed up in his life in like an impossible way that would get her killed in real life in like five seconds. Sure. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, got it. Well, I mean, the, the sweat band on her head and the AR in her hands certainly... Stop! Or my mom will to, shoot! Yeah. It speaks to what the movie might be like. And it's the, the actress from the Golden Girls. It's one of the Golden Girls. Yeah. yeah. The old Golden Girl. They're the like, olden girl. The olden I seem girl. to recall that at the time people enjoyed the comedy stylings. I don't know... I think Golden Girls probably still holds up. She's, I bet you it still holds Golden up. Golden Girls? Golden Girls is like one of the best TV shows that's ever I'm been I'm talking made. about this film. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, this movie's oh. not going to be one. Not You're not going to yeah. like throw this one on and be like, every year we should watch this. Like, is this that's a not, movie we should watch on Rotten Popcorn that no. you can get at Patreon.com? No, Patreon. we should. What, is a, what, is, what defines a movie we should watch on Rotten Popcorn? <laughs> that's My just like Whatever. Yeah. Is it just whatever? <laughs> it's yeah. whatever I feel like throwing yeah. in front of your faces, honestly. Yeah. Uh, which we need to we need to do that soon. We got to schedule this month's uh, watch, boys. We got to we got to do Step Monster. We Let's we, just we watch planned on doing film. the last month. We got to do Step Monster this month. Uh, it's an hour and a half movie. It won't take long, and a violin saves the day. Is all I remember as a child. What? And I remember that that scene scared me. I was a young boy, and I remember being very horrified because it was just like, like all, reliving his like what? life. Like well, this trauma. is some sort of like trauma, We're like unscaring his yeah. child. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else did I put in front? That's, that's like the first movie that I watched as a kid that I've put in front of you. Come on, now the rest are movies I wanted to see. The more things that we watch, like the more psychic powers you gain in the present from like unlocking. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it works. You don't know it, but I'm opening my third eye with each film. It's slowly cracking. It and open. just like he's opening his third eye, maybe you should open your wallets and head over to patreon.com slash Oh my God. The only website that there is and uh, get some stuff that you want to have. Uh, and it gives us the, the money to make the show. That's how it goes. That's what you should do. Go have it. And the movies that we're talking about, they're on there. You're going to like it. That's yeah, a website. That's the, is that the Alex guarantee? That's an Alex guarantee. Please, try my product. <laughs> and if you're a patron of the Chosen Tier, t-shirts codes went out today. So the brand new t-shirt that launched on Chaluminati that'll be running until the end of the year, uh, you got... You mean everyone on Patreon got it for free just now? Everyone in the, the, the Chosen Tier got it for free. Yeah, the Chosen. That's who I'm. That's the only people I'm ever talking about. That's right, why they're you. Chosen. I, 
I try not. To, I try to keep that subtle, you know, to, to keep the facade going. But it's, <laughs> it's not that subtle when they're called the chosen tier. Well, you know, <laughs> like it's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, the new T-shirts dropped. Uh, go to uh, yeti.com slash Illuminati. Uh, it's the Air Hypnosis Magic 8-Ball T-shirt. It's available for about two months this time around. Please go. It's fucking incredible. It's, it looks like we had a t- like a TV show on in the 90s, and this is like a throwback shirt from like Hot Topic for it. Yeah, it's really, awesome. like a Nickelodeon Invader Zim kind of style of show. Uh, it's, it's phenomenal. So please go get that and check it out while you still can. Uh, beyond that, I don't think there's anything else we need to shill. So I just want to say, hey, guys, this is a belated episode. Uh, we had a very busy Halloween. Uh, we were traveling for uh, I was traveling for the live show. And then when we got back. We were in the midst of doing Dahmer. And then there were some scheduling issues. We finished Dahmer last week. So we all owe you our yearly Halloween special on this ripe day of I think for you guys, it's November 18th. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that was. Thank you. I was you, you. You set the mood, and I'm feeling spooky, scary now. So. I that was no mood was set there. Maybe Dean can add some echo into the background. It's because er, of your Patreon er, support er, that Dean er. can edit, and Dean's trapped here now, uh, listening to us live. Just add silence, just like crickets, <laughs> like chirp, chirp. Today we've got a bajillion stories since the last we. The last time we did reader stories was July. So it has been since July since we've done listener stories. It's Halloween That's time. Crazy. I know it always feels like way sooner than that. Uh, and there were a ton on the subreddit, including a dream, updates on a couple of old stories, and a bunch of uh, new stories that stretch from out of body to ghost sightings and, uh, and other things. So that's how you know you got a good podcast is when there's like now lore just from the fucking fan stories. Yeah, exactly. And uh, for all of you who are, who are like, how you fan reading stories, they're not real. Dude, if you listen to Atlantis in, with any actual interest, I'm going to spoil it. That's not real either. So let's just go in and, and imagine that these are real. Whoa, you the believer? I know. I know. I I, I, I try. I'm going to go one step further and suggest there may even be a few other episodes that aren't entirely based in truth. It's true. It's very, I mean, Greenstone is not one of them. That's just. Yeah, were any of those stone based? I think those are historically accurate. I don't know what you guys, you guys, you guys have so little faith, but it's crazy because. One day. (laughs) When it all pays off, you guys are going to not only hand me the key to the city. But the key to your hearts. Patreon.com slash Pod. Be there, be know, square. For no, but anybody who doesn't know our editor, Dean, he lives in England. Imagine one day this is just a long plot and Dean shows up with the green stone and the sword. And he's just there to finish the episode and end the podcast He's forever. definitely a lot closer I need, than I am. I need you to know, Alex, that um, I bought a, a book on uh, Audible to listen to while driving around. Okay. You should have been listening to the podcast, Illuminati Pod. Yeah, well, I'm on it. So I, I live it. But when uh, it's called When Prophecy Fails, and it is a very famous old book, I got the like old, old version. There's two versions of the audiobook. The new one's garbage. It literally is about a group of like, you know, extreme cultisty types that are told the end of the world is coming and then it doesn't (laughs) happen. And then what happens after that? And it turns out, spoilers for cults, um, they get more and more adamant it will happen even though they're told repeatedly and those dates never occur. And all I'm right. saying is the lesson I've learned from listening to this book is that Alex, you've created a cult of the, of the green stone That's and we're all waiting for the green stone. And you're like, it's true. when it happens, when the payoff occurs and we're over here like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, 
You're See, a I monster. don't see it the right way when it comes to cults because cults have set definite dates. Even if they keep assigning definite dates, eventually that will wear away at support. The most successful cults are the ones that leave the end of the world vague and it can be whenever. And that's exactly what Alex has done, not only with the green stone. He's but a monster. JFK redstone. He's a monster. He created, he created a redstone out of the blue just so we would have an enemy. He, it's he like created you created Alex's a devil. Big smile if, I create, if I created it out of the blue, how come I have three books about it sitting on my bookshelf? You did. And I didn't touch books. a single Show us. Show I, us the books. Show I us the books. Them in person. I'll show you the books. Where's the proof? You want to see the books? I'll, I'll show you the books. Hold on. Man's getting, he's getting up. He's leaving right now. He is left he is going to a bookshelf he is looking through books he's pulling all right he, i think he threw some books behind the bookshelf he has three books it looks like he's looking them over he put one back nope he grabbed a random third one there we go all right here we go <laughs> it looked like chaos but perhaps yes go i can't wait yes all right let's see these books that's first the green book. stone <laughs> oh, it's Just called the green stone the green that's the touché, book i saw touché. when i was there and then the Chronicles of Meonia. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know what wow. that could mean. That could be anything. That's just the title. <laughs> the seventh sword. That's a fantasy book. That's a fantasy book. That's not real. That's not real. So we have one book titled the green stone and two books that are like Brandon Sanderson the or something. Eye of fire. The that's, eye a sequel. Of fire. that's the sequel to the one you just showed us. <laughs> what does it say? Graham Phillips authors of the green stone. I hate this. I hate this whole. You can't. There is no. <laughs> there is not a thing as an historical piece of anything that has a sword with lightning bolts on it. <laughs> it doesn't. Until now. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I didn't know those were novels were involved, too. It just looks like. Knock off like Shannara books. <laughs> like you would see. Have you ever heard of the diamond in the rough? Yes. Yeah, this is pretty rough. That's from Aladdin. Yeah. You are correct. Happy belated Halloween special, everybody. We got some of your stories here. Uh, Alex, after he's done taking a, a smoking from his, his Gandalf pipe, uh, he's going to be, I'm going to assign the very first story for you, Alex. You know, you're going to, you're going to warm us up. And the next one is Jesse. He's blowing out a smoke ring that's a giant oh, ship. Oh, yeah. The ship went through the ring, and now the sails have gone up. And wow. I was, I was, I was the sailors are people, going to bed. Is that little people on that ship? Yeah. <laughs> These, they're doing a little shanty. They're like, blow me down. Is that where the music's coming up? from? Wow. Amazing. And the, the captain is the, yeah. be, the bean boy. He's just sat. They're doing licensed music from uh, the 1960s film, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Disney. Doesn't make sense. Is it good? I've never seen that movie. Is it worth seeing? It's good. You know what? We should do it on Rotten Popcorn. It's a perfect Rotten Popcorn movie, whatever that Ooh, is. All right, all right. I'd be down. It is, though. It's a great movie. Uh, this one's called Out of Body Vision. It's by Bleak Victory 316 which is all I could ever possibly look forward to regarding the Green Stone. Firstly, I totally consent to this being read on the pod. I'm not entirely sure what this was, whether you can call it a vision, sleep paralysis, or a dream, but when I was only four years old, I had what I can only explain as a conscious awakening. Hell I yeah. felt that when I took my first mushroom dose. How could you explain anything like that at four years yeah, old? Yeah, I don't. I remember vague. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'll, I wonder I remember, if they mean, but I wonder if they mean it's like the first time they like became like, uh, you know, they have memories or I'm like, going to say no. I'm going to say this is different. I don't think this is like they became aware of four is like, very young. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what, though? I could talk when I was four. I remember vague memories from before this time, but any time I remember them, they always play out with everything uh, being gray and a constant reminder that I was not in control of my body at that time as if I was viewing someone else's memories. 
Sometime when I was four years old, I had apparently went to sleep on my couch in my old living room, and the first memory I have, which I can feel I can call my own, is this vision of many different flashing images, some rapid and some slowed, including people I hadn't met yet, places I hadn't been yet, all of which are clear to me now, and biblical images, including the famous painting of Jesus on the cross, the latter of which I simply chalk up to my grandparents taking me to church often. After the images subsided, it was as if my vision came from clouds. As white, gray, cloudy things in my vision separated, went to the sides of my vision before leaving entirely, and what I saw when they separated was none other than my living room shown from the top corner near the TV. Specifically, if you're looking at the TV, it would be top left of it. With the Today Show on TV, my mom sitting in a chair next to me having finished folding towels and me asleep on the couch, stiff as a board. That sentence right there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lies the feather <laughs> stiff as a board? No, it has a Pinchonian beauty to it. Anyway, my vision gets closer and closer to my head, slow at first, but gradually speeding up. By the time it's close enough that I feel I could have reached out and touched my forehead, I snap awake, eyes as open as I could make them, and breathing heavy like I had held my breath. My mom looks over at me and in a calm voice simply says, You okay? You look like you've seen a ghost. <laughs> I told her I was okay and simply went along with the day. Not sure how to put it into words. What is a four? When you go about your day at four years old, what are you doing? When you like, how? What were you considering? So, like, I went about my day as a four-year-old. What to go throw food? Poking my bo- finger into my butt and mushing up some clay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's just such a that's what I was doing. Fascinating way to phrase it. It's just funny. Like, what are you deliberating even when you're four? Years right. Old? Well, yeah. Like yeah. when the next maybe, but you know what? Ray Bradbury. When my friend met Ray Bradbury in a bookshop in in San Pedro, California, back in the day, uh, oldest bookshop in Los Angeles, Ray Bradbury just creepily leaned over to him and whispered into his ear that he remembered being born so right, well possible. okay yeah that's very straight i think I've, i think you've told me that story before and it's, it's very weird anyway shout outs to shout outs to andrew wherever you are uh i haven't told them in the 18 years since either but it has stuck with me ever since and in listening to this podcast it has reminded me of it we awoke it i'm still not sure what to make of it so hopefully if you cover it on the pod you can shed some light on it Thanks for reading. P.S. I'm adding this for Mathis's sake because it's crazy, but something I believed a bit as a child. My dad named me after his best friend, Pat, who died in a car accident, and maybe I am the reincarnation of that man in some way. I've always had a crack in the middle of my forehead. You can feel with your finger, after all. So maybe that's how Pat got in. Okay, so I don't, first of all, why is that added for me? (laughs) Why is that for for me? I don't, do I know this Pat? I don't, well, you just love, you just love a freaky story. That's true. Man. I do love you a love, good freaky story. You love when it goes from nine to 11. That's true. I do. I, like, I do, is he like, imp, like implying that his body, his four-year-old body had, was soulless until this moment when his soul inhabited his body for the first time? I think he's saying that at four, he had this moment of awakening saying that perhaps there was more than just what he knew to be reality is what he's hmm. saying. And that potentially opens him up to seeing previous lives or previous points of time that kind of thing do you think his mom fishbowled him at like four accidentally i think like a bubble boy (laughs) yeah like a bubble boy i i would i mean everyone's different but i would think that really what this is is like every other time i think of the past when i was very very young it's when he talks about flashes and Mm -hmm. seeing it to me that seems like shards of memories that may or may not coexist together 
and they can be blended together and you things that you're told you did suddenly become a memory of something even if you don't remember it if your parents told you enough then it's real that kind of thing i don't know yeah right yeah. i i would yeah. i have no clue it's a fascinating story either way. I've always been fascinated with out-of-body experiences in general. I remember for a long time in high school, I tried to do it, and I could never do it. So. There's a story by Borges that's like, I forget what it's called. Maybe it's called the Aleph or something like that. I might be getting my wires crossed on that. But it's like a fixed point under like a random staircase in some house where like is like the sum hole of like, you can like kind of like get the entire knowledge of the universe if you like align with it in just the right way and notice it and catch it. And maybe, maybe something like that happened. Maybe you just like had a moment of like pure oneness where you like radiated through the universe, like a baby four-year-old tuning fork. You were, you, you, know? you weren't being broken down as an equation. Your equation was being written. It's just funny. Cause it's like things from my own future that I've like realized were part of this vision as I've gotten older and like Jesus on the cross. <laughs> It's just like it sounds like a, like a mix between like mushrooms, the cave from Willy Wonka, and like you know I don't know, just like some fucked up shit. But I I don't know what could cause that. Like a psychedelic experience as a four year old, maybe you had some DMT in your system. Fascinating. That's true. You know, yeah. I don't know. Well, uh, I would love to know if uh, in a follow up, what going about your day as a four year old meant. I'm very curious what you had planned uh, for the rest of your day, Jesse. This next one's for you because you read the original story that this one is based on. Hmm, okay. You'll remember as you read. Seeing Horns Update by the Jamaicanese Nerd. Hey guys, saw that you read my post about the horns. This is the person who could see horns on people because of the, the horn sins. vibes. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. And one more clarification on things. So here I am. Sorry it took so long. Master's degree in animation kind of eats up my time. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, it's Congratulations. A Congrats. Also, don't feel bad about my screen name. I'm Jamaican and Japanese. I thought it'd be a nice combination of words. I love it. Anyway, here are a few things about the horns that I didn't make clear enough, especially now that I had an extended conversation with my great grandma, who for simplicity, we will call Nana from now on about him before she passed. Firstly, the horns aren't exactly negative, more so they're meant to be seen as sort of like Atlas holding the sky, a burden on the body and mind that's spiritually represented by a set of horns. So no, Mathis wouldn't have big ones just because he bargained with Satan for power. The random sex stuff, however, is a different story. Right, right, right. Random sex stuff. Come on now. You would have horns because you're a pervert. Right. Yeah. What am I? Is it is it perversion? If I'm horny for aliens, we have yet to see proven. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, 100 percent. All right. Well, I'm not. You're like you're like I'm attracted to nothing. I'm attracted to a concept (laughs) that's beyond even my own knowledge at this time. Because so imagine (laughs) if we find out it is real and it is so beyond my own knowledge, even my expectations, my high expectations are blown away. What if it's just like a can of creamed corn chemically, physically, in every way, except it has the mind of like mega minds inside? For the sake of just saying at least I went through with it, I'd have to go once, but at that and I'd be done. See how big his horns are, folks? <laughs> Massive horns. <laughs> My Mathis horns are right here. I don't have to work too hard for him to show you. <laughs> also, by the way, I can see them over video, though it's faint, but not pictures for some reason. I think it needs to be a physical presence of the person that has to be seen, and representations like pictures don't really have a soul behind them, if that makes sense. Which, if I may be like, hang, but but movies are just 
many images played rapidly next to each other. So I don't understand why. Yeah, it's very, very confusing. You can see faint said faint. maybe the maybe the demons have like a high uh, you they know, prefer like a high frame rate. rate kind of thing. Yeah, like maybe they just need. Yeah. Them. OK, fair enough. You can't catch At a them. single shot. People pose. So maybe they're pretending to be who they are Ooh, okay, rather okay. than on film. You can catch glimpses of their reality. You're that guy who like gets hired like early in the cult to like make my bullshit sound believable. Yeah, I'm the guy yeah, who's gonna like start that. asking questions. And be like, hang on, hang on. Yeah, maybe there's a green stone in all of us. Hmm? Maybe, mm. maybe it's been here the entire time. All right. Secondly, they aren't all represented by ram's horns. Rather, ram is the more typical of the look. Some have deer horns or antlers for those who want to be anal about terminology, or a rhino horn. God, what do you think I, we have? You, you have yeah, like each individually. What do we think? You, have, we you have? just have two boners. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a rhino horn, but it's just dicks. Two, two ivory yeah. boners. Uh, Alex, <laughs> you look like the scorn piece. Alex has the same type of horns as like a pan figure. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Right. The only, yeah the only, oh. You have little pan horns. Mr. Tumnus. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Me, giant elk like stag like huge you want moose horn. Yeah. <laughs> moose. <laughs> just like moose massive horns. moose antlers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I wonder. I, with like a like a layer of snow. Go watch yeah. each. Go watch yeah. a, a YouTube video with all of us in it, and let me let us know how massive. Close we got. I need to know. Do I have bigger horns than Mathis? That's all I care about. Thank your you. horns are never gonna be bigger than mine, baby. Well, I need to follow up. We're gonna follow up. I don't know about bigger, but they're definitely different. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to ask my nana what each meant before her passing, or. I did and simply forgot because it was a three-hour conversation at that point, but I do know that there are at least four types of them. Lastly, there is the most important piece of information that I only want Alex to read out loud. Oh, all right. This is for you, Alex. The horns of sin and weight weigh heavy on us all, but the thing that weighs heavier is all the money in your pocket when you haven't subscribed to patreon.com slash Pod. God damn it. Where you can unload that heavy burden on those who could use it to continue to bring quality entertainment and information about loads of different paranormal topics, <laughs> plus high quality it merch sucks. that you can't get anywhere else, and many more exclusive <laughs> things from these five gentlemen. So head on down to patreon.com slash Pod, also known as The Goat, pun intended. Please note, Alex did not. I'm almost positive Alex did. This seems like <laughs> I, this. I didn't. It's the long game. I mean, if you want to say I did in the way that, you know, the tribes worship the god on the mount. Sure. Then, yeah, I did it. <laughs> as if as I did every brand deal ever made, Jesse. As I've done every brand deal ever made. It is known. Oh, great one. It is known. So I guess with this story done, the only request I have is I want to know what our horns look like. Yeah. I want you to see videos of us and I want to know. You can't say you can see our horns, then not tell us what our horns look like. We need that follow up. I'm, I want to know what we eat. Even each if are. you just have a sort of like half hearted vibe from us, I would love to know what you think our horns look like. I would like, like it if, if we could. Hold on. Can we all pose really quickly? And then we would like it if you would draw the horns that you see on us and post that photo. Just like screen cap, Mathis, screen you cap. Screen, he's, she can't see it through photos. She said this. It is in the I'm story. I'm saying, I'm saying that they haven't said nothing yet about, because they said when I see you. So I'm saying, based on what you've seen of us, on the image, 
draw the stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right, I'll take us a screenshot here. All right, Dean's gonna be in this picture too, everybody. Don't worry. Uh, you can tell me what Dean's horns look like. Here we go. Done. <laughs> I can't wait. All right, save. Perfect. Horn. Horny I image. Wanna That's what know. I'm this. I want to know what my horns look like. I need an email to send it to. Just tell me where you need this and uh, post it. Post it on Reddit. Say, what do our horns look like? Okay, let's keep moving. Ghost encounters during travels by Hard Luck Finnegan. I like that name oh, a lot. Man. Uh, this is genuinely my first interaction with Reddit, so my apologies if I misstepped somewhere. And you got the name Hard Luck Finnegan on your first interaction? Amazing. That's, yeah, Killing wow, it. that's actually incredible. That's nat 20 right there. <laughs> this is genu- uh, So I've been a huge fan of each of the fellows for quite some time, and especially the amazing combo that is Chiluminani. Damn right, we are amazing. I liked it from the get-go, but the deal was sealed when I was driving on a densely forested rural highway at night, listening to the episode featuring or listening stories about the skinwalkers. Oh, that was one where, like, the deer, like, stood up awkwardly and, like, the guy who was on a motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking scary. That really resonated with me, so I finally decided to share my stories in hopes they'll return the favor in some way. I'd be delighted and honored if any of them were read on the podcast. Well, you can be both delighted and honored, sir. The first story takes place in an old luxury hotel in British Columbia. I'm not nice. sure if that's okay to throw the name on here, so I'll leave that out for now. I was about six years old, and my family decided to travel the area for a summer vacation. This hotel was hosting a lavish brunch event in one of the opulent ballrooms, and my mother was quite keen to go. So we all dressed as best we could in the middle of a trip and made our way to the event. I remember there being a lot of very fancy options available that I, six years old from rural Montana, had never actually heard of. But hey, they had fancy bacon, bacon and eggs. Honestly, that's all you really need in a breakfast. That's good. my vibe at breakfast, even to this day. As a doesn't even need to be fancy. Just like slop it on there. I'm eating it. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, at some point during the meal, nature called and I needed the bathroom. I asked to be excused and ventured off in this huge venue alone to take care of business. No big surprise. I quickly got lost. I made my way to a short hallway with stairs leading up parallel to the hall. I vividly remember the bright red carpet with white trim on the floor and leading up the stairs. The walls were dark wood panels from the floor to about three feet up, then glossy white painted to the ceiling. The lights were brass sconces with milky white glass. There was only one door at the end of the hall, and unfortunately, it was not the restroom. For being, in, for being the middle of summer and with a large public event occurring not far away, there were a few things off about this hallway. I w it was remarkably cold and there was no sound from the crowd. Add these unsettling factors to the increasingly urgent matter at hand and you've got a kid ready to panic. Fortunately, down the stairs came some form of rescue. A gorgeous lady in white came halfway down the stairs, stopped and locked eyes with me. I remember noticing that she had green eyes, same as mine, and she was wearing something akin to a bridal gown. Without a word from either of us, she simply gestured back down the hall and to the right, leading me to the restroom. I took off, took care of business and returned to our table. Keeping an eye out for the helpful lady to thank her, I never did see her again, but the event stuck with me, especially after recounting the details to my, with my mother much later when she told me, oh yeah, that was when you told me the pretty lady with no feet showed me where to go. Rosalind Lutess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that reference. Please inform me. Oh, Mathis. It's from uh, Bioshock Old Timey Soda Fountain. Yeah. Oh, it's just been version. a long time. I've played Bioshock. What's it called? Infinite? It's just... Bioshock uh, Infinite. Yeah, I've yeah, played it. Okay, it's just been a long time. I, it's hard. It's a hard time to remember that. Also, just to point out, classic lady in white that has no feet kind of ghost sighting. This is like one of the most common types of ghosts to come across for some reason is just like the lady in white. 
Um, classic weird thing for a kid to say, right? Not too much, uh, not too much really points to it being specifically a ghost story from that, but my own curiosity brings more to the table. I've since revisited the hotel and asked staff about some, some of the details. So quickly wrap this one up. They don't run multiple events at once, so not a bride for a wedding while the brunch was scheduled. The hallways Bang. do not have air conditioning, uh, un, un, eh, air conditioning unless explained, unexplained cold. And Bang, other Bang. guests have reported similar interactions over the years. I'm sure there is a more reasonable explanation, but I like the idea of a friendly ghost lady guiding lost kids to the toilet. You know, I like that I don't too. like that. I don't like that idea. You don't? That's, I, th- okay, if you were like, if you were a little kid and you were in a hotel and you were like, but mom, what if I get lost on my way to the bathroom? And you say, don't worry. Here's the deal. If you get lost, a, a ghostly bride with no feet will show you your way. Okay. No, that would, that would prime me to be scared. But if this is a yeah. random encounter <laughs> of, of like having a ghost, I much rather have a, a, an encounter with a ghost that is trying to help rather than one that's trying to scare me. All right. Okay. In that context. Sure. All right. Yes. Yeah. If anybody told me that if I got lost, a ghost was going to guide me, I would be frightened. There's no question. Yeah. All right. The second story is much shorter. On another trip with just mom, dad, and I, about 11 years old, we stayed in a historic hotel in Rapid City, South Dakota. We arrived quite late, and the only restaurant open was a takeout pizza place. We got a simple pepperoni pizza and headed back to the hotel to have dinner, watch a bit of TV, and go to bed. Sometime in the middle of the night, I awoke to the sound of the pizza box shuffling around. I figured dad got a bit peckish and snacked on some leftovers. In the morning, we found the pizza box standing on end on the desk, not the table we left it on. The curtains had been fully opened and a cushion was off of the chair we left it on. Upon checking out, mom asked the gentleman at the desk if people often reported spooky things in the hotel. He brought up a notebook and said, only in two particular rooms. We don't advertise it because we want to keep the accounts as genuine as possible. Would you like to tell your story? And we did and found that many similar interactions occurred in the same room, according to the notebook. That's the way to do a haunted room. That if you are genuinely believe your room on the hotel might be haunted, take note, people. You don't tell that's shit. actually let yeah, them come the to tightest. you yeah. with the story. I awesome. love that. Um, uh, and the final story I'll share for now happened closer to home here in Montana. A popular tourist attraction here is the old state prison in Deer Lodge. A lot of stuff going on in Montana. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Some TV shows have featured it and they even have offer overnight ghost hunts, which is remarkably fun. But this occurrence didn't happen during the hunt. My buddy and I decided to make the trip over for a random daytime visit just for something to do on a weekend in October a few years ago. He had never been and I had told him some of the interesting stories about its long history. I'm an avid history fan. So, Jesse, if you read this, thank you dearly for history's mysteries. Thank you. Anyway, we got there around noon and started our self-guided tour. I had borrowed a very nice DSLR camera from a photographer friend to take some pictures. We went through most of the prison which is quite eerie when you're the only one is there without much happening, but still enjoying the day. When we went into one of the solitary confinement wings, we noted it was significantly colder than the air temperature outside. As we went deeper in, my friend asked me to take his picture in one of the cells. We had been taking pictures all day in all different lighting conditions with no issues, but this specific time, the camera made a bunch of strange noises and took way too long to process the image. When it did finally display the image on the screen, it was just black with a white dot. I thought I must have changed the exposure setting or worse, broke the camera. Checked all the settings that were right where they should be. Took a picture of the hallway and it came out fine. Tried the cell picture again while my friend was still in the cell. Strange noises again. This time the image displayed a strange blurred double exposure with two instances of my friend blurred together. But the cell was fairly clear. We skedaddled pretty quick from that wing and finished our tour, taking more pictures with no further issues. 
We came back for the ghost hunt years later with our own gear and had some interesting happenings, but nothing as odd as that creepy camera issue. To the host, if you want the story for the show, I'll happily email you the picture. Well, yeah, I would love to have the picture if you want to throw it our way with your friend's permission. Um, this uh, Obviously, you don't want to make it public, but for our private eyes, hell yes. I hope anyone who reads these uh, finds them interesting. I know there are probably some reasonable explanations out there, but hey, I put some effort into figuring them out, and ultimately, I believe, I want to believe. I have a few other stories and some from my grandpa as well, but these were the more interesting ones. From what I've seen, this seems like a great community and I'm eager to get involved. Thanks for reading. Well, welcome to, to Reddit for your first ever Reddit post. That was phenomenal. Great job. Yeah, that was like uh, Maiden of Blackwater. What's that called? What are those <laughs> games called? What? Maiden of Blackwater? The game where you take pictures of the ghosts? You mean Fatal, Fatal Frame? Frame? Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Anyway, uh, great stories. <laughs> what? I uh, honestly, the, my favorite out of that one is just the hotel one because the the air of believability with the hotel being like, no, uh, we don't make it public, but we do collect stories. Would you like to share it? So that's really neat. Um, some of the more interesting ghost things are typically simple things like that, with things standing on end or being gently moved. So I love it. Hopefully, when we go on our ghost hunt, which by the way, I meant to tell you boys before we started recording, I shot an email off to the place in Texas that we're talking about that's like four hours from me uh, where we can stay the night and do ghost hunting. They specifically rented out the ghost hunt. Is that the, the old whorehouse? I think so. that's exactly Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Oh my God. Exactly this is it. my shot, dream. I shot an email off. I really hope we get uh, an opportunity. Can you imagine if we pick up some sex EVPs like for real? Dude. Oh yeah. Imagine if it's am, all in oh Jesse's yeah. room. I am absolutely going to be like, leave me alone in a room. I'm going to sit yeah. there and be like, Hello, are you? The, I want just sitting there in like just a banana hammock. I waiting. W- I want to like just hear a ghost be like, "Hey, good looking." Like I want, <laughs> I want a mm, spectral baby. spirit from beyond the grave to be like, <laughs> "Looking good," and I'll be like, "Thank you." What? <laughs> I love that. I uh, yeah, I'll let you know when we hear back. I'm. I hope we get to. I hope that's where we get that would to be go. Amazing. Have, uh, it'll be a nice and it's a nice easy trip for all of us. So. Uh, All right. The next story is all yours, Alex. All right. This one's called My Doppelganger Story by The Wizard Beard. This story is fairly mundane compared to a lot of the stuff I've heard on the podcast and read here, but it's okay to read on the show or share if anyone finds it interesting. Well, guess what? The Wizard Beard. (laughs) You're about to be put on blast. Uh, Last Saturday evening, I headed down to my local grocery store for some soda and snacks for a game night with friends. I go to this store probably two or three times a week and always park in the same spot unless it's taken, which is fairly far from the entrance. I do this because it's next to a cart return so cars can't block my view from that direction when I leave, and it's typically less crowded with pedestrians. Also, because I'm a creature of habit. When I pulled into the parking lot, I saw my spot was taken by a car that was identical to mine. I drove a four-door red 2014 Ford Focus sedan. The only difference I could see was the license plate frame, and it was pretty dirty and needed a wash. It was about 8 p.m. and there were no other cars parked near that spot. I didn't think much of it beyond, huh, that's odd, and parked a few spots away. I got out of my car and started walking to the store when I noticed a man walking away from the store who was looking down at his phone and carrying a grocery bag. I glanced at him and then did a double take and stopped. He looked exactly like me. I'm a fairly distinct, if not unique looking guy. I'm about 6 feet tall, significantly overweight, wear large glasses, and have a very long, bushy brown beard with some gray starting to creep into it. We all, yeah, we all join you on that club. So we, we all are. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I was wearing black shoes, grayish-green cargo shorts, a Fallout New Vegas t-shirt, and a plain red hat. Good video game taste, my friend. 
The man walking towards me was matched. My height, build, beard, and glasses exactly as near as I could tell. He was wearing black shoes, gray cargo shorts, and a, wear- and a red hat. He was not wearing a Fallout New Vegas t-shirt, but he was wearing a shirt with a Power Armor helmet from the Fallout game series. Huh. That's pretty good. He was looking at his phone as he walked past, not noticing me. I was kind of dumbstruck and didn't say anything, but just stared at him, rudely thinking back, as he got into the other red Ford Focus and drove off, probably to a game night with his friends. <laughs> While my mind started going through the possibilities of time loops, bleeding alternate realities, hallucinations, and other uh, Mathis-leaning theories. I, I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Fair enough. I know that it was probably just another handsome beard aficionado with a common car and good taste in video game apparel. Still had me reeling for an hour or two, though. I hope I see that guy again, mostly because I want to know if he'll be as weirded out as I was. <laughs> or if reality will collapse when we meet. I, yeah, Delightful little story. That's a great story, and I love it, too, because it's one of those things where if you look at the, the grand picture of Earth, 8 billion people now, as of, the, as of yesterday, I think. Um, yeah, right on the dot, by the way, yeah. How many people cross each other's path infinite times every day? eventually somebody is bound to bump into somebody that probably looks very similar to them who drives a car that's exactly the same as theirs with minor differences and even to the attire. Like I, you know, I want to believe doppelganger as well, but at the same time, you could just be the coincidence that happened that day amongst 8 billion other people. Like, like crazy coincidences that blow your mind don't happen that much, but like everybody has like 15 stories. You know what I mean? Like there's always like, something that's just whoa like this person like how, how many times you ran into somebody that you know from somewhere that's and you're like not anywhere near where you know that another country from. or like yeah, yeah exactly. exactly yeah 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 it's uh it's fascinating but also like we've had some doppelganger stories on the show before and everyone is just like the one that sticks with me a lot is the one from the tree where like the oh yeah fell down and hit his head that one's a fucking weird one I hope I never run into my doppelganger if they're out there, because I would love to see that. I'm all over the internet. I got doppelgangers. You, yeah, you, fat, nerdy, red. Dude, you gotta see that Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah, have you played Cyberpunk 2077? My my mom, I swear to God, years ago was like, you need to start changing how you dress because everyone wears the same stuff as you. <laughs> She's like, everywhere you go, you look like everyone else. And I was like, thanks, mom. Yeah, we're pretty homogenized over here in the gaming world. <laughs> we, well, you, you find we love you, our hoodies and t-shirts that comes say with like job. If you yeah. don't Nintendo do that, it's usually it. long hair yeah. and a beard too. Like it's it's one of one of like three varying options for white gamer we don't man. take care of ourselves that's the vibe <laughs> yeah yeah there you go <laughs> uh jesse the next one is in your hands the next one the haunted village by little flower therese 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 like teresa just gotcha therese. i just want to make sure because i didn't know everything's lowercase yeah yeah and it could have been little flower therese i don't know uh, what about true. little what mess. about little flower there special edition <laughs> yeah, see exactly. I like that we one way better. Special edition. Sucks. Special edition. The flower there. SE, Special dude. edition. I've been making my way through your podcast. I'm on 38. Oh man, man, you are so you are in like the primitive era still of like what this podcast would become. It's only downhill from there. <laughs> and I've heard that two peaked at Tommy uh, Patera. So far, we asked for listener stories. I know that. Uh, was a long time ago, so I'm not sure if you still take them. We definitely do. But if you still do, 
Here's one for me that you have permission to use if you wish. She'll, she'll catch up to this in a couple more years. In about two years, yeah. she'll be here. It's kind of short. So maybe just for people who are interested in read. Anyways, I love the podcast. Uh, I'm not sure if I believe, but the banter is amazing. Thank you. Now that's an Alex listener. I have <laughs> it's ever one of the security one. guards from our last show. Yeah. And from every show. From every like, show. Man, that was a really good show. Like, thank you, security guards. When I was a teenager, I interned at Old Sturbridge Village, a kind of living history museum in Massachusetts. Shout out Massachusetts. I miss you, baby. To give some background, most, if not all, of the houses were moved to the site of the museum village. Uh, they weren't built there originally. Docents, I guess that's the right. Docents do not pretend to be from the time period. However, we did dress in period clothing and demonstrate period activities. I went to many of these as a child in New England where you like go. Like Colonial Williamsburg yep, vibes. Yep. Yeah. You walk in, you're watching them churn the butter and they're talking to you like they're from them. They live there and all this stuff. Yeah. So yeah. The, the, because I'm dumb, a docent is what exactly? Like a, like a museum? No, like a museum helper? Yeah, they're all right, all right, all right. All right. So they're not the actors pretending to be the people from the time period. They're dressed up to like facilitate all that stuff. Yeah, one time I uh, smoked weed with a Ben Franklin in Boston. That sounds right. That sounds, that sounds I mean, right. Ben Same. Franklin would have smoked weed with that you. That sounds like the most Ben Franklin I've ever heard. That yeah. was kind of like that was kind of like my uh, in. That was like my dude. My, like, can you imagine line. smoking weed with Ben Franklin while helping him write his almanac to troll the de- the dude's dead dad for like? I don't have to. I lived it. <laughs> 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 oh man, that's so good. Westworld, East East Coast World. <laughs> uh, Interns yeah. rotate through different, uh, doing different things. One day, I was assigned to do a butter churning demonstration with my boss. God, every year. We were in one of the lower rooms of the townhouse at the end of the green. Underneath the house uh, had a modern basement, and the door to that basement was behind us and to the side as we did the demonstrations. If you went down to the basement stairs, the basement was not rectangle. If you're standing on the stairs to the left is a turn that you cannot see around until you get to the bottom of the stairs and would have to turn around and look in that direction. That's a hell stairs. That that's demons live there. <laughs> demons live in that's these just stairs. like every staircase from before like 1890. <laughs> yeah, they, that's they where you like, would go to just hide. make them scary and dangerous for no fucking reason. Yeah. How about that? Mm-mm. How about that's they just go up down to your there knees? waiting for idiots to come downstairs and kill them? Yeah, no thanks. Uh, I don't really know what was over there other than storage. The basement didn't really have much in it, though. I'm 90% sure that it was only accessible. It was the only accessible door to the basement. It was probably two or three in the afternoon and the light was on. Not your typical spooky basement. To the right, as you're coming down the stairs, the basement extended a little ways and there was a set of sinks clearly visible from the stairs. My boss gave me the butter churn and told me to go into the basement and wash it in the sink. Your boss was Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't seen that movie, but I know the reference. I'm washing it when I see my boss, who was in period garb, come down the stairs and go around the far corner on the other side of the stairs. I can't remember if there was a mirror above the sink or if hearing her coming down the stairs made me look over my shoulder. I finished washing... Uh, I finished washing the butter churn 
and bringing it back upstairs where my boss is still in the demonstration table talking to guests. They walk away and I ask her why she came into the basement. Surprised because I had not seen or heard her go back up the stairs. She said that no one had gone to the basement. She was still standing basically in front of the door in this small room so she would have noticed. All of a sudden, I was aggressively distraught. I don't know if it was teenage nonsense or hormones or what, but I absolutely lost my cool and started bawling at work and needed to go outside. I had never done something like that before, including the time I actually locked myself in a pitch black basement at a different house on site and my candle blew out. <laughs> Literally like a trailer from a horror yeah. movie. Next. Fall. I don't think my boss is very happy with me, but she made sure I got to my parents at the end of my shift. <laughs> God bless. After that, I don't think I was ever stationed in that house again, but I talked to some of the other staff about it. More than one person said they had paranormal experiences with that house. Several said they saw a lady going out the upper window when the house was either closed or, uh, for the night or before it was opened in the morning. Oh, looking out, not going out. I was about to say going out the window. One told me there was a painting of the woman who had lived there in the house and convinced me to go with them to see it. They wanted to know if the lady I had looked at or seen, um, if it had looked like her. I did get up the courage to go, but unfortunately, I had not seen the woman on the stairs face. We all wore bonnets and she had been looking away from me. I just saw her dress and that woman was descending the stairs and walked out of sight around the corner. I didn't look closely because I assumed it was my boss. Another staff member told me a story about how a tax collector, or maybe a guy who committed tax fraud, possibly he was both. This was over, wow. This is over 10 years ago. So bear with me. Hung himself in the attic when he was found out. And that you could see the worn place on the beam where the rope had swung. He eventually convinced me to go with him to look at it. And there was a worn piece on beam uh, on the beam. But it was also a 150 year old house. So it totally, you know, he could, could have totally been fucking with me. I tried to Google it. But since then, OSV has started doing a Halloween program. And it's hard to find anything other than that. I did find a comment on Facebook about the townhouse where a guy named Greg Hill said he saw a ghost in that house and when he worked there. But I think he must have worked there at different times. Shout out Greg Hill. Someone also told me that the Freeman farmhouse was haunted by the ghost of a woman who had lived there. And I think they said died of tuberculosis in the front bedroom. Even if that's nice. just a guess, it's a good guess for the time period. Yeah, sounds right. No idea if that's true, but there's my story. Looking forward to continuing to listen to the podcast. Thanks. See you in 150 yeah, episodes. Yeah, I hope yeah. you enjoyed it. What is, uh, um, now I got to know, what is episode 38? Uh, where She's 38 episodes in. What is our 38th episode? Great I'm gonna, question. I'm going to figure that out right this time. But I, I never saw any ghosts uh, when I went to these places as a kid, though I really, really wish I had. Um, but, you know, if you work there, you know, you might be more prone. True. True. Oh, she's just starting. The, that's the Kitchy's Key Lime Pie episode. It's episode 38. It's a good, that's a good. It good really is. Oh, that's a classic. That's a, very, that's, a classic. Yeah, that's a classic of the podcast. Okay, we've got one last yeah. story. And as always, I have to have a dream for Jesse to interpret. So this I'll read Love to you, it. Jesse. Sit back, enjoy it. It's a quick dream, simply titled okay. The Bicycle Dream by Trainer Cat Hit Lady. Me. Hit me. This is your future wife. I love right the here. name of the dream. I had a dream last night where I was apparently coming home from work 
and the dream started as I approached one of the main intersections on my route home. Only, instead of being in a car, I was on a bicycle. I remember it being very dark, even wet, like it had just snowed or rained as I approached the intersection. And as the light turned green, I tried to push uh, on the pedals, but they wouldn't go. So stuck, where, uh, so stuck were they that I almost pushed myself over the handlebars. Of course, this being a dream, the only course of action I could think of was to dismount and carry the bike over my, sh- over my head and cross the intersection. I remember feeling proud that I carried it over my head. I think there's an army man that has that. (laughs) Probably, yeah, yeah. But as I started walking down the street on the other side of the intersection, I didn't realize it at the time, but it had become late afternoon, early evening. It was quite bright out. I also noticed that there were very few cars on this usually very busy road. And as I looked back to where I came from, I noticed there were a lot of abandoned bicycles littered over the road in random spots. But there was an occasional car that drove past as if nothing was wrong. The dream ended when I actually saw someone walking toward me on the sidewalk and and I commented something like, huh, that's weird. Look at how many bikes there are in the road. The guy just looked at me weird and I woke up. I haven't ridden a bike in probably 25 years and my job is way too far away to ride a bike. So what gives? Why bicycles? And why were they all over the road? Yo, I got this. This is so this is actually there's a crazy version of this. And then there's like the the really simple version. Remember to all you doubters out there. Jesse has a degree in, in dream uh, I have no such degree. Uh, uh, dream, dream therapy, therapy and, and crystal yeah, adventures. He's a hundred percent qualified. I do have a, th- I do have a degree in crystal adventures. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so right away you said there was an intersection and an intersection is obviously about choice, right? That makes perfect sense. Um, that's usually what it's synonymous with. Uh, a bicycle is usually synonymous with balance and you have to be balanced to be on that bicycle. So you have this sort of like balance, meeting choice right and then everything locks up and it feels like this is one of those dreams that's you working shit out right where you're you're like trying to live your balance you hit a choice in your life you lock up and your reaction to the lockup wasn't like well i guess i'm going to abandon my bike like everyone else here all the other abandoned bikes in the area which is uh you know a symbol of indecision and re like reticence to to make that choice at the intersection That's exactly how i feel whenever i look at a fucking big ass pile of bikes <laughs> you picked your bike up over your head walk that shit through the intersection like nothing's gonna stop me even if the bike won't move i'm gonna get through this and then on the other side you're like damn that was a lot of uh that was a lot of bikes back there and you had that sort of revelation to yourself and then the person in your dream which is probably some form of your subconscious was like yeah, all right. <laughs> you know, like you work, you work through it, and you got it. wasn't a big deal to you. You didn't even stop to think about it. You picked up the bike and kept moving. And I think that makes like a lot of sense. I would say there's another version of this. A lot of the time, people think bikes are synonymous with love. Ooh, I didn't know that. And relationships because of two wheels. Um, I don't know if I buy that, but hey, it could be a love dream. You could be like in a relationship and then you're carrying that relationship you know past a point of indecision i have it's no like clue a bob dylan song that's crazy yeah. well so there you go yeah but it makes I hope sense that brings to me. clarity and that's peace pretty to easy you. uh yeah what's your name again trainer cat lady maybe jesse is the love that you're destined to find and that you're carrying uh, you know what i need to be in a relationship trained. where i get carried yeah, yeah, the yeah, entire yeah. time yeah this yeah, is yeah. all no. just fate bring the two of your lives together crossing the weave and the tapestry of time and uh next live show i hope yeah, we see I, you i've often said 
The problem is, is I've said if I was going to be in your dreams, you would know. <laughs> like, I'm going to like Pennywise the clown. Yeah, I'm going to like Pennywise my way into your dreams, but crawl also crawl like, out of my projector. But also, you know, like a little, a little less deadly, a little less more deadly, more horny. Yeah. I'm imagining. Eat my little brother when I'm too young to know if it's real. Yeah. Twitter Jesse's horny, so maybe Dream Jesse will be horny. Whoa, Twitter Jesse is not horny at all. Do you agree with that, Alex? I do remember you tweeting about the redheads that you wanted to show up at the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, it didn't happen. It's very clear. Redheads want nothing to do with me. It's fine. What are those? I'll what just... are those things sticking out of your head, dude? I don't know. Oh, I can't see them. Oh, never mind. Never mind. You, I, I, I'm not. I, it just must have been a trick of the light. <laughs> can't see them. Happy patreoncom slash Pod. The Earliest Halloween episodes Always, yeah. On this Happy Halloween special episode, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We're off to go to uh, Patreon to do a mini-sode. Please head to patreon.com slash IlluminatiPod. Your support there is the lifeblood of the show. You let us allow, allow us to do all of the wonderful shit we get to do here and keep on growing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're off to the next one. Thank you guys so much. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Anyway, me and my wife were sitting outside indulging on our porch one night, enjoying ourselves. I needed to go to the bathroom, so I stepped back inside, and after a few moments, I hear my wife go, Holy shit, get out here. So I quickly dash back outside, and she's looking up at the sky in awe. I look up too, and there's a perfect line of dozen lights traveling across the sky. 